this is who who I am. I'm a I'm a dad, husband, uh, a friend, and then I'm also a, a jiu-jitsu practitioner. I'm I don't put I'm a BJJ blue belt as the first one because it's not the most important part of my life. It's not the most important part of who I am as a person. And so when I see others get promoted or find success in their journeys, well maybe maybe in their tiers of titles Jiu-Jitsu practitioner is higher up there than it is to me. Welcome everyone to another episode of Elbows Tight Podcast. This is episode 100. And today I want to go over ways that Jiu-Jitsu and podcasting has changed over the last four years and 100 episodes of podcasting. It's been an incredible journey. I want to thank you guys so much for being here uh, whenever you got into the podcast. And it's been so much fun. I've had a blast. And here are just some ways that podcasting has affected my jiu-jitsu journey. And I want to share those lessons learned with you today. So I'm not going to ramble on any further. Let's just jump straight into it. If you see me looking down, if you're watching it on YouTube, it's because I have notes underneath me. This is a very important episode, so I want to make sure that I cover all the the points and topics that I find are very important for this. So the first thing that I've learned is the importance of consistency. You know, committing to 100 episodes of podcasting over the last four years um, has, you know, really established a regular habit for producing content, right? So much like in jujitsu, you're going to best learn the more consistent you are. So Podcasting was, you know, kind of difficult at the beginning, but, you know, it gets easier the more you do it and you actually start to realize how much little you know, just like in jujitsu, the more you learn, the more you realize how little you know about it. Um, you know, over the last year, uh, I've been really consistent with my uploads for the podcast and I've have seen exponential growth when it comes to the podcast. And it's the same thing that happens in jujitsu. The more consistent you are, the more growth you're going to see. And, you know, we often talk about consistency, consistency, consistency when it comes to jujitsu. And I've mentioned it before, what consistency should look like in my eyes. And, you know, Thomas Rosinski in our episode with him on the first time, he bring, I bring, I think I brought this up multiple times because I just think it's so profound and impactful on how you look at your journey. And what he says is Um, one is is definitely attendance and effort. I mean, that's that's a first one that needs to be talked about. Somebody, and I'm not talking about how much time, how much you attend. I'm talking about consistency of attendance. That's a big difference. Somebody who attends one time, then then will come in five times next week, and then disappear for three weeks, and then will show up four times. That's a very inconsistent training pattern. Versus somebody who will come in three times a week and he will be consistent three times a week across the year. And see, they might have the same attendance as a total per year, but the consistency is very different. At the end of the year, who do you think is going to be more, uh, have gained more in their journey? Most likely the person, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but most likely the person that consistently trains two times a week shows up with intention and is consistent in their journey, right? So consistency is, is super important. Uh, consistency also, uh, you know, will help you improve other skills like mentality and stuff like that. And, and, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy to think that four years and a hundred episodes and, you know, just over the last year, um, 
has, like I said, just been crazy growth. Uh, to give you guys like a stat, half of just about half of my overall downloads in the last four years have been in the last since January first of this year. Half of them. So you know, that's also because I've been doing once a week, pat you know, over two two a week or two a month. Um, so instead of bi-weekly and that's helped out a lot, obviously, right. The more content you have, the more people can listen to. So, um, but yeah, so that over the last hundred episodes, consistency has really been honed into me and, and it, I've been taking it into my jujitsu journey much more. And also some of these are going to be longer than others. Um, because I mean, they're just kind of like, they speak for themselves. I don't need to dive too deep into it. Uh, another thing it's done is knowledge sharing which has been great because I have been able to talk to some of the most incredible people in our niche and our sport and podcasting. Um, and it's all because of the podcast, obviously, you know, I've gotten to talk to Roy Dean, uh, Jason Kalipa, Chad Wesley Smith, um, you know, all these people around the world that, uh, I would never talk, been able to talk to Jordan Pressinger, you know, Kieran Lefebvre, people that I probably would have never even known existed if it wasn't for the podcast. So it's been really cool to be able to, you know, grow my friendship with these people and hear different perspectives on how they view jujitsu and the way they learn and teach has been really cool. When John and I first started the podcast, we were the prime example. When we first started the podcast, uh, we thought one way, right? We thought our jujitsu, the way we wanted it to be was, you know, ex- straight down the line, this is the way it's supposed to be. And then as we started to talk to more people, even within our little circle of friends at the, that we interviewed at the beginning, we started to realize that, you know, everyone's knowledge is vastly different. Even if we're going to the same academy, going to the same classes, learning from the same people, you know, our life um, challenges and goals and our experiences make, make everyone have their own views when it comes to knowledge or when it comes to how they learn and stuff like that. So that's been an incredible experience, um, knowledge sharing. I mean, we, I get to talk to people on Instagram that, you know, they give me advice on podcasting or, um, I mean, I've sent my jujitsu videos to people to review, uh, that I probably would never had an opportunity to talk to. And, you know, just knowledge sharing has been, been super cool. And it's like really deepened my understanding of the art. And, uh, it, you know, it challenges, it's challenged my views on what I thought jujitsu was. Like I used to think, Everyone should test. Everyone should um, be held to, you know, a much higher standard. Uh, know, you know, these specific techniques when they get promoted to a certain belt. And that's probably because I was exposed to Roy Dean at the very beginning and seeing his belt demonstrations was like a super cool thing. It was incredible to watch, honestly. And so it's been it's been cool seeing how my view of jujitsu has changed because of you know, feedback from the, the community and the people that I've talked to. So, uh, another thing that we have been able to do is networking, obviously, right? I kind of mentioned it 
before is I've been able to network with some just crazy people that I, once again, I never thought, um, my little notes here say, you know, interviewing and collaborating with other practitioners, coaches, and experts in jujitsu, um, have, you know, expanded my, my knowledge and my reach. Um, not only has podcasting allowed me to talk to some incredible guests from around the world, but I've also been able to grow a community of like-minded people. And that's a, that's clearly evident in the jujitsu Facebook group that we have right now. Elbros, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, it's going to be down in the description below. Go join the community. It's a lot of coolness. <laughs> uh go go join the community the links down in below you know we people are posting pictures of themselves training asking questions you know sharing sharing um goals and small wins throughout the week techniques that they're learning i have you know i try to post as much as i can in there to keep everyone active and you know people are starting to post more themselves and you know it's really starting to become like this small little community and networking uh, people were even asking if someone wanted to come do a seminar for them, you know, and honestly, another thing that I thought was crazy is there's a lot of more, there's, there's quite a few black belts in our community. We're at 62 people. I think we have uh, quite a few black belts that I had no idea even listened to the show. So thank you guys so much. I think it's very humbling when I find out that a black belt, a brown belt or upper belts listen to the podcast because, you know, I kind of cater it towards the beginning practitioner. So to see them, you know, come into the community and be a part of the community is super cool. And a lot of them don't, you know, there's some people that want to join the community because they want to come on the show and they want to talk to me. And I don't mind that at all either. You know, you got to do what you got to do if you want to get your voice out there. And I have a platform that I've built to help people. And if they want to help people, I, you know, I'm more than willing to talk to them most of the time. Um, but, you know, they, they're, they're in there actually talking to people, helping people, you know, no strings attached, which is super cool. And networking because of that has, uh, you know, really, really opened my eyes to people around the world. You know, I've talked to some people that I've been like, Hey, Oh, um, Rick Ellis. I had Rick Ellis come down and do a seminar in my academy, you know, and got to expose him to a lot of cool people in our academy and our academy exposed to him that might not have ever heard of him. And that was fun. He got to come over. He's like stayed, you know, about 10, 15 minutes away from my house. And I would pick him up. We'd come over and we'd have barbecues at my house while he was here and everything like that. And it was so cool because that would have never happened if it wasn't part for the podcast. And I'm I'm super grateful for that. Now, I might say grateful a lot because, you know, 100 episodes is just just nuts. So also networking when it comes to like our Instagram. Our Instagram is, you know, almost 4,000 followers now and lots of engagement and people commenting and sharing and whatnot. And, and I, I've seen some, you know, pretty big names share my content and I'm like, that is so cool, man. <laughs> Thank you. Podcasting. Thank you. Podcasting. So, but yeah, networking has been a, a super big one too. And then, you know, one that I didn't think would be as big as, or prevalent as it is. I'm going to turn my camera a little bit. Uh, accountability, you know, by, I wrote these notes, by the way, so if I'm just going to try to read what I said and sound as natural as possible uh, by creating a public podcast, I, you know, I will be held accountable to my audience and motivated to continue my jujitsu journey and then having a community uh, to hold me responsible for what I say I'm going to do, like compete, makes it much harder to back out of things. You know, I, I, 
when I competed or before I competed, and once again, I talk about it a lot because, you know, it was a, a big part of my journey now. When I first started about talking about competing, I didn't really want to say it on the podcast because I knew if I said it on the podcast, that means I would have to do it because, you know, thousands of people a month were going to hear me say, I plan on competing next month at, you know, XYZ competition. And which is a super interesting thing to to think about because I haven't met a lot of you. And you, a lot of you haven't met me. And the, the beautiful thing about podcasting is we create this, this bond in this relationship, you know, behind audio or video that you don't necessarily get in uh, any other media. You know, I don't think you really get it in watching a TV show, whether you're watching YouTube videos. Um, you know, you guys sit here with me for 30, 45 minutes, to, uh, you know, hour and a half, however long. And you know, we, we build a, a deeper relationship and I take that very seriously. So when I say something on the podcast, I'm, I'm very serious about it because I don't want to let you guys down because, you know, then I'm breaking that trust and you guys are the reason why the podcast is successful. You know, it's not me. I, I, I can't listen to my podcast 6,000 times a month and expect <laughs> real growth. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a type of dynamic that is really cool. And helps me out a lot because, like I said, like if I tell you guys, hey, uh, this week I'm going to go twice a week and I'm going to work on this, then I would fully expect you guys to want to hear about me doing that or about how something went or, you know, if I say I'm going to I'm going to post you know, something about the podcast then I would expect you guys to be waiting for it. And if I don't do that, then you know, you guys can 100% message me and say, hey, what happened? How come you didn't do this? And hold me accountable for it, you know, because I think it's a very important part of podcasting is that accountability part. I mean, shoot, I, I haven't, I've posted, I mean, I haven't posted on a Monday before and I've had people text me Monday afternoon and they're like, hey, where's the podcast at? And I'm like, uh, or message me. And I'm like, uh, it'll be out tonight or it'll be out tomorrow. You know, sometimes I'm a one man show now besides Ben, my uh, short form content editor. Thank you, Ben. Uh, ben does jujitsu or I think it's Ben does jujitsu over on YouTube. If you guys haven't checked him out yet. Thank you, Ben. And, um, you know, it's it's nice to have people outside of the podcast. So uh, I forgot where I was going with that because I have ADHD and Ben distracted me. I started thinking about Ben's YouTube content. <laughs> Another big part about the community and the, the accountability is you guys also give me feedback. You know, if you guys, you know, feedback is honestly probably one of the biggest things when it comes to uh, a podcast and jujitsu um, because you don't know what you don't know is what I, I often tell people. So I may be thinking that I'm making great content or I'm doing a technique right or I may be having the right guest or the right formats and 
you know, all of a sudden I could be like, hey, what do you guys think about me doing this lately? Or what do you guys think about that? And then everyone's like, dude, it's been terrible. I've, I've been trying, I've been hoping you don't want to do that, which has never happened, but obviously. But when it comes to like jujitsu, having feedback from your training partners and stuff like that is very important too. And you have to be open and willing to hear feedback also, I think is an important part. And doing this for so long has really made me open to feedback and constructive criticism. I don't, I don't care about people saying, your podcast sucks. Stop podcasting because I, they're not, they're not, that's not constructive. That's just being an asshole. So you guys can go off and I'll, I'll kill you with kindness on YouTube. So, but, <laughs> but you know, constructive feedback on how to refine techniques, guests they want to hear, ads they don't want to hear, episode length, all that is very important. So when I tell you guys to like comment down below what you think, it's because I truly want to hear because if I don't hear from you guys, um, I'm going to take it that, you know, everything is copacetic. And if it's not, then, and you guys don't give me feedback, then I could be doing something that could be hurting the podcast or the community. And I don't want that. I want you guys to enjoy every moment of listening to this. So having feedback is, is great. Also, when it comes to your jujitsu, you know, feedback is important because say you've, you know, how many times do we joke like, oh, it's more than a, it's, it was more of a crank than a choke. Well, that's actually great feedback if it actually is. Or you could just have tapped, you know, that brown belt that's been, you know, having your number for a long time. And then when they get up, they're like, oh, it's more of a crank. Like, yeah, it was, it was a joke. It was a joke. I got you, man. <laughs> so, but, you know, feedback is very important for everyone's journey because without feedback, then you don't know what you don't know. You don't know if you're doing something wrong. You don't know if um, things are working or not, or if someone's kind of like letting you do something, um, you know, so that's, that's very important. And the podcast has exposed me to a lot of feedback that has made me more okay with my own jujitsu journey, having more feedback. And it's cool too. side note, well, kind of not a side note. It's cool too. When I like see my friends that listen to the podcast and in person, and they're like, Hey man, that was a great episode. Uh, I think that's super cool. And also, you know, my friends are, are real. <laughs> I have real friends, guys. No, but like my friends are, you know, very open with me if they don't like a guest. You know, I've heard people before. They're like, ah, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the best interview that you've ever done. Or that wasn't the the most entertaining guest or, you know, so I the, all that is is very valuable to me. And I, I welcome it with open arms. And, you know, you guys in your jujitsu journey need to be open to feedback, even if it's from a lower belt, um, because, you know, value, value is value. It doesn't matter who it comes from. You have to be open and willing to receive that value in order to improve as a person. And so, you know, that's, that's what the podcast has done for me quite a bit too. What's up, guys? Are you tired of grappling body hair on and off the mats? Well, have no fear, because we have a solution that will keep you rolling smoothly and in style, thanks to Manscaped. Picture this, you're about to step onto the jiu-jitsu mats, ready to dominate and submit all your opponents. But wait, what's that? Your unruly body hair. <laughs> That's why you need Manscaped, the global leader in men's grooming. With their precision engineering tools, you could tame the hairiest situations and grapple yourself to victory. Imagine executing the perfect arm bar, all while knowing your ball hair is trying to sneak in a sneaky triangle choke. Thanks to the Lawnmower 4.0, you can easily eliminate that unwanted hair with this cutting edge technology. It's like a black belt for body hair. So to my fellow BJJ practitioners, whether you're a white belt or a black belt, 
Let Manscaped be your secret weapon on and off the mats. Go to manscaped.com and use code ETP20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's ETP20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. And with Manscaped, you'll be a force to reckon with on the mats and in the mirror. Another thing that has helped my jiu-jitsu journey and the podcast is, you know, worrying about my own journey. You know, in, in, in podcasting, it's, and just like jujitsu, you know, you can see a similar podcast or someone starting jujitsu after you. And, you know, it's easy to see the success of others, whether it's sponsorships, followers, um, guests, or, you know, any other metrics in your journey or your podcast or in the podcast. And to get jealous, you know, or to think, well, how come they have so much success? Or what what are they doing that I'm not, you know? And looking at it, you know, constructively or um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, kind of like like understanding, being humble about it is is different than you know jealousy and you know envy because those aren't those aren't good for your journey. And once again, Thomas Rudzinski, you know, he's, he really beat it into our head the first time that, you know, a belt is a, the belt doesn't matter. Uh, focus on your journey. Don't worry about what other people are doing. The point I think was very important for a lot of the students to remember, to keep in mind, for all of us to keep in mind is that belt is not a target, is a representation of our work. And if we look at it in that, from that perspective, everything changes because we no longer chase the belt. The belt is irrelevant. You know, and if I think about it in that per, in, in that way, now I understand why in the beginning everybody told me you're never going to be a black belt because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. You know, I don't. I, I think Hickson said it. You know, belt takes two inches around your ass. Why would you care? You know, it's it, it, it. Why does it really matter? But yet, it is so important, and we find ourselves in this this predicament of chasing the belts. Having this huge satisfaction when we get it, but yet they're really not relevant. Um, you know, everyone's process is is uh, at a different pace, and just because someone else gets promoted or has success that you, you didn't get or you don't think they deserve um, isn't important to you, and it's you know it's just going to bring you down. You know, most people, when it comes in the content creation space, you don't hear a lot of people above talking down to people. You know, you do sometimes, but, you know, hate always goes up. So if someone's doing better than you, most likely the person that's a hater is someone that's below you. And so I just try not to think about what others are doing or anything like that. I try to put our pot, my podcast and my jujitsu journey more along the lines of like, you know, this is, this is who, who I am. Um, I'm a, I'm a dad, you know, husband, uh, a friend. And then I'm also a, a jujitsu practitioner. I'm, I don't put, I'm a BJJ blue belt as the first one because it's not the most important part of my, my life. It's not the most important part of who I am as a person. And so when I see others get promoted or, find success in their journeys well maybe maybe in their tiers of titles 
jujitsu practitioner is higher up there than it is to me. You know, I even put podcasting higher as a title, like a podcaster creator higher than I do as a jujitsu practitioner. Um, and it's, it's helped me be honest with myself when I feel that things aren't going the greatest because if I were to sit there and see, you know, people from the left of me in line start moving to the right of me and start to think, oh man, but I submit them or, oh man, they don't, they don't submit me or they've been doing jujitsu shorter than me. Then I start focusing more on them than I do myself. And that's unhealthy. And when it comes to the podcast, the same thing, right? It's easy to see, you know, podcasts that start after me gain more success and then be like, well, I'm a better podcast than them or whatever. You know, that's that's not healthy for my mental my mental health or it, it doesn't accomplish anything. Now, I can look at that objectively. That's the word I was looking for earlier. I can look at the word that that podcast objectively and say, hey, what are they doing better than me? And how can I incorporate maybe something that they're doing into my workflow or my content creation to help propel me more forward? And you can look at that objectively in your jujitsu journey too. You can look at other people that are being more successful than you and then be like, hey, what are they doing that I can implement in my own life or game to maybe find some more success like they're doing? Because if you don't look at it objectively and you just look at it as a in a place from, uh, oh, woe is me, how come I don't get that? Then you're not gonna succeed in anything you do, because you're always going to be worrying about the people to the left and right of you instead of looking forward and then listening to what's going on in your path. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's at the, it's, it's been a journey for me. I started a little bit, sorry. And it wasn't like that at the beginning. You know, you would see when, when I was a white belt, I would see people getting more stripes than me or prime example. This is this is a story I don't think I've ever I've ever heard or I've ever I've heard I've ever told you guys. But when John and I were in Japan, we, there was two two classes of jujitsu that were going on at once. It was ours that was free, and then there was a paid class on the other side of the mat that was ran by a black belt. And you would have to pay to be in there. Ours free. Ours ran by a two brown belts and a purple belt. And the black belt kind of promoted people quick, obviously because. You know, he's probably trying to get more people there. He's probably trying to get people to stick with him. And uh, a lot of them were military, so they weren't going to be there for very long anyways. Well, we would look at these guys getting their blue belts before us. And I'm like, man, why is that guy getting his blue belt before me? Like that guy's, I've seen him roll. Uh, He's came over here and rolled with us before, and he's not very good. And I would have this very toxic mindset when it would come to seeing these people get their blue belts or stripes next to us. Not even in our class, not even instructor, the same instructor. And one time one of those new blue belts came over and I was a four stripe white belt. He had just got his blue belt and I like smashed this guy to the point where he got up. He said, man, you should probably be a blue belt and walked away. And in my mind, I was at the time, once again, you know, I'm, I'm being, <laughs> being real with you guys. I was thinking, I was like, yeah, you don't deserve your blue belt, you know, and that is such a bad way to think about things. Um, it's not his fault. He got his blue belt. It's not his fault. His journey was different than mine. Um, you know, at some point you might get promoted and someone might think that you're not 
the belt that you should be. And that's okay. It's your journey. You know, sometimes things in your journeys are out of your control. Uh, whether you get injured or you get promoted before you think you should, or whether you get promoted later than you think you should, you worry about your journey and don't worry about what you know those people are, are doing around you because it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't affect your journey at all. So just keep that in mind when it when it comes to uh, what your goals are and your the the pace of where you are in your path and your road trip to the black belt, <laughs> if that's your ultimate goal. Uh, another thing that has really helped me a lot in continuing to do the podcast and continuing to train jujitsu is uh, thinking of my journey and how others rely on me to show up. So I'm I'm trying to how think of how to explain this. So there there's many times in my jujitsu journey or in podcasting when I wanted to quit. Uh, uh, like being honest, you know there was times when we didn't see growth for a long time. Our numbers were very low. And uh, it was very unmotivating looking at my my analytics and the progress that we were making and, you know, thinking to myself, does anyone really even care? You know, like, does anyone even give two shits that I, I produce this podcast? I put a lot of effort into it because no one's listening. Um, and so we, there was times when we would have a small audience and I would, you know, I would sit there. I'm like, man, I just put so much effort into this and no one hears me. No one hears us. No one, no one is receiving the message that, you know, I, I truly believe would help someone. And then I would get a random message from a listener from somewhere around the United States or around the world, simply thanking me for putting out the episodes and, you know, saying, Hey, you know, it's, it's helped me a lot. You know, you're a big impact on my jujitsu journey. You know, you, you're having people on that has a similar voice to mine and a similar journey to mine. And it's, it's incredibly value. And, you know, it motivates me to keep showing up weekly to help you guys in, in your journey, you know, and the same happens to show up in class, you know, um, you guys should think about if you're unmotivated, maybe switching, switching your, your goals in class to helping others. Um, you know, there might be someone in your class that you're their favorite training partner. Um, they might feel the most comfortable asking you questions instead of asking the entire class. Uh, you might be the only person that is the similar body type to them or even the same gender, right? All these are important. And if you, start to feel unmotivated in your jujitsu journey, then think about switching that goal to helping someone or being there for someone else. Um, and you might not even know that you have an impact on someone else's journey until you stop showing up. And then you show up one time or someone messages you saying, Hey, where you been? You know, you were like my favorite training partner. Or, you know, you were the only other girl in the class. Like, now I'm here by myself. Um, you know, it's real easy for us to focus on ourselves 
and what we're going through in our journey and get very unmotivated and want to quit. You know, you're like, oh man, I, I, I just, I have the blue belt blues or I've been a white belt for so long or I've been a blue belt for so long or whatever. But if you can come to class and step outside of your journey for a little while and try to take someone under the wing, you know, uh, that, that, might, that might change how you feel about jujitsu and, um, and podcasting or whatever it is that you're doing. If you think about the, others that, the other people that you're helping by showing up, it's very motivating to want to keep showing up. It's very motivating to want to be there for them. You know, you don't want to, you don't want people to lose that one thing that they truly enjoy or that one person that makes a big difference to them, you know, um, focusing on helping others and making a purpose for yourself. And, you know, that may, that may help you change how you feel about jujitsu. So don't quit you know, unless, unless you absolutely have to, and by, by all means do it. But if you're just feeling unmotivated or if you're just feeling like you're in a plateau, then just change your view of what you want in class. You know, maybe, maybe think about taking that brand new white belt under your wing and showing him some things that, you know, might not be shown in class or give him a couple pointers on ways to be better or how to be a better training partner or whatever. You know, those, those things are, fantastic for others journeys right and i think it's very underrated for people to not think about that when it comes to their journey because you know you you never know who's relying on you so just keep that in mind if if you you are feeling in a rut you know because i've been there with the podcast and honestly the more messages i get from you guys the more it motivates me to want to keep producing this stuff and like for this episode i was trying to figure out if people wanted to hear you know, a big name guest or, or something like that. But, you know, 90% of everyone that answered my polls, they wanted to hear about how podcasting has helped my jujitsu, which I think is super cool. So thank you guys so much. And I would love for you guys to comment down below or message me on how this podcast has helped your, your journey, if it, if it has, or what podcast has, or if there's ever been a moment in the podcast where it's been a big eye opener. I would love to hear that. And I would love for the community to hear these things too. And I'll find some way to throw it into another episode or maybe an Instagram post or in the community, uh, the Elbros community page. Um, another short one has helped my creativity. Podcasting, you know, producing 100 podcast episodes it require, you know, a, a lot of creativity and innovation and which helped me to develop, you know, different skills like video production, audio production. Uh, and it's, it's helped me in my jujitsu journey too, because I've got to see a lot of cool things and I've got to experience a lot of different people. So it's helped my creativity in jujitsu because it, it's made me realize like, oh man, there's, there's more ways to doing something than just what you guys think. Uh, Michael Courier in his episode he mentioned, you know, his job as a coach isn't to teach uh, an armbar A to D, right? His job as a coach is to have you recognize when you where you are in those steps to be able to finish the armbar, right? So you may know steps A through D, but all of a sudden, boom, you guys are rolling and you're in step C. As we learn techniques, they should be 
we, we, as a coach, I have to teach you a series in a step-by-step process um, so that you can learn it that way. But when it comes time to implementation, it's your job as a student to decide which parts of that step work or which part of that technique works best for that scenario that you're currently in, right? So for instance, if I, if I have a submission that's eight steps long, um, if I start at step one, but like I said, like when you first learn to do an arm bar, an arm bar can be eight steps, right? Eight, eight separate actions. If I try to only start my arm bars from step one, well, the odds of them completing the step eight are very low. A guy's going to interrupt me whenever he can. And so it's my job to understand that this specific scenario that we're in feels like step three. And I can start at step three and go three to eight, or I can start at step seven and go seven, eight and finish my technique. That gives me the opportunity to uh, have a higher success rate, but it also allows me to fail and not feel like I invested a ton of work into a failed technique. So uh, drilling can be important as long as it's done in a way that is productive and not just theatrical. And so having that creativity and that understanding has from from podcasting and talking to people has really helped me out with my creativity. And then also, you know, when it comes to graphic designing and uh, intros, ads, which you guys have already heard in the episode, you know, all these things have, or Instagram posts, all these things have helped me uh, in podcasting and jujitsu. Being able to create a funny meme that is relatable to people is great. And because of podcasting, I'm able to talk to people about how uh, certain things in their journey are very common and then kind of make comedy out of it and make it very relatable to people. So that's that's also been very nice with 100 episodes of podcasting. Round, rounding it out here, if you guys are still here, make sure you guys leave me a five-star review. Let me know if you've made it this far. Uh, this is, this is you know, overtime. This is EBI overtime now. So the next... <laughs> So the next the next thing that it's helped out is my communication skills. It's improved my communication skills immensely when talking to people, podcasting and interviewing guests and articulating my thoughts, conveying ideas effectively have all been front and center for 100 episodes. Even now, I try not to say uh mm what like all these filler words i still say it i know i do i'm sorry and you guys will probably pay more attention to it now but taking a moment and letting there be dead space and collect my thoughts isn't something that i necessarily did all the time and there's not a lot of podcasters out there that do that you'll hear podcasters do the you know um uh yeah um um so kind of kind of filler words and Podcasting has helped me realize that that was one of my things and try to focus on not doing it. And I think it sounds way more professional of people when they don't do those filler words and effectively talking with others to get my message across that would make me sound more intelligent, I guess. Same thing happens when you talk about jujitsu, right? If you're sitting there and you can't formulate an, or articulate a coherent thought about something that you're trying to talk about, people are going to less likely to take you seriously when it comes to jujitsu. Could you imagine? Let's 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 play out a scenario here. Could you imagine? Maybe this is your instructor. If no, if you if so, let me know. Could you imagine sitting in a jujitsu class where you are listening to? someone instruct you, your professor, your instructor, your coach, or whatever you want to call them, 
and every other word is an um or and or uh. Could you imagine how hard it would be for you to focus on learning from that person? It, I would I would sit there and I would probably fall asleep. I have ADHD. I'd be I'd be off the mats on my phone. <laughs> I would have gone home. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's that's when the whole class claps and no one knows anything that's going on. So, uh, it, it, podcasting has improved my communication skills quite a bit and talking with others and articulating my thoughts and it's also helped me talk to others and listen to their thoughts and not interrupt them, let them talk and communicate with me and get their message across because no one wants to listen to a podcast where the host talks the entire time and the ghost the ghost Jesus, the guest doesn't say anything i've also learned to talk to people more effectively that differ in opinion and differ in ideology when it comes to certain aspects of jujitsu life or whatever John and I have talked to many of people that we don't agree with. We don't. And it's it's good to be able to not allow emotions to take over when you're trying to have a very intelligent conversation with someone and maybe challenge each other's views in a very respectful way or maybe have your views challenged in a very respectful way. I think that not to talk about politics, but I think that's something in politics that we don't have very often. And I think podcasting is great because it allows for a mutual conversation to go on. And it's something that in life we all should be better at. If we can't talk to each other, if we can't hear each other's opinions, then we we get in these echo chambers of what what something is to us and jujitsu you know there's echo chambers in jujitsu whether it's like oh this is the best guard this is the only way to learn these are the best people gracie baja should be over there with their uniforms (laughs) you know these things if we don't talk to each other and we don't improve our communication skills then we're then we're going to be shut off from one another also i've had the opportunity to talk to people from brand new white belts to black belts with 20, 30, 40 years of experience. Um, and it's improved my communication skills to the point where I understand that rank doesn't always matter when it comes to knowledge. You can learn from a brand new white belt if they have something valuable to say. Value uh, is greater than the rank, okay? Keep that in mind. You can have someone that has a black belt that has a vast amount of knowledge, but doesn't know how to articulate it to you or can't communicate it to you or doesn't want to. It is one thing that in the government we have a problem with uh, or in the military is knowledge hoarding. Just because someone has been doing it for very long or they have all the knowledge in the world, if they don't want to share it and they don't want to communicate it with others, then that's lost. You know, so keep that in mind when when it comes to your jujitsu journey. You know, there's there's people out there that have all the knowledge, but don't ever want to share it, you know, and don't take that personally. That's just, that's a fault of their own. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't take that, you know, to the heart, take it with a grain of salt. There's someone out there that can communicate what they want effectively to you. And through podcasting, I've learned that, you know, it's not, it's not the rank that's, that gives them the ability to know something. It's the person, you know, and at the end of the day, we're all people that tie a different color or the same color belt around our waist and 
we should look at each other as people first and not the rank because if we look at each other, you know, we always say, you know, white belts aren't real people, but they are. They are. They walked in there. You know, Mark Zuckerberg might be a cyborg, but, you know, there's other white belts out there that are real. And so, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's communication. My communication skills has improved. Finally, you know, something that I think is super cool is creating a podcast for this long has created a, somewhat of a legacy for me, I guess you could say. Um, it allows me to be a part of people's journey and never actually be there in person or teach them anything in person. You know, it allows me to help the future generation of practitioners to learn and build upon in their journey and then hopefully allow them to pass on some of my knowledge to the next people in their journey because all we have is each other and if we if we think about you know our jujitsu journey as only us then that's not true because you you rely on other people and having a podcast and helping people in real life you know has a, a lasting effect on them prime example i've learned from so many people that have um helped my journey whether it's from japan whether it's here in kitsap county whether you know when i travel i get to help people and everyone has a profound impact on who i am as a person and it's cool that i'm able to do that through the podcast and it's cool that people that I will probably never meet in person have had that happen to me because of the podcast. Like Jordan Pressinger, one of my good friends that I've never met in person. Jordan, you're an amazing guy. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for the podcast. If you guys haven't checked him out, Jordan teaches jujitsu on pod or on YouTube. Go listen to Talk Jujitsu, his podcast. He has been an instrumental part of my journey the last year that we've known each other, year and a half. And he's actually gonna be coming on the podcast again soon. And you know, he's left a lasting legacy on my jujitsu journey. And because of him, I think I have done, I did do better at my competition. Um, I did use some of his ideas and the stuff that he teaches on his YouTube page uh, during my competition. And that's super cool. And hopefully me sharing stories gives you guys information and lets me be a part of your journey in the long run. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for allowing me to be in your ears for four years. June was four years. June 13th was four years and 100 episodes. It's I am f forever grateful for this. It's so much fun doing this. Um, let me know what you guys think, how these four years have gone for you if you've been here since day one, or let me know when you guys joined. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and watching at home. Here goes to a hundred more episodes and four more years of podcasting. Hopefully by then, uh, I have a different color belt around my waist and maybe I'd be doing this full time. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening and watching at home. And, uh, remember no oil checks here. Thanks guys. Peace.